Welcome to a new episode of the Life Science Get Together podcast. Uh, today on the podcast with me is Christoph Götz. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Christoph, um, when I talk with life science companies, with, with startups, um, it doesn't matter if it's the digital space or a therapeutic space, very often I get presented uh, the facts, technology, what the company is, is doing, what it's capable of, what the next goal is, um, the market. And uh, there are two things that I was made aware from investors recently in the podcast. They ask the questions that I also like is, what's your mission and, and what's your vision? What's your goal behind the company? What would, would you like to achieve? And as we met, I think it was four years ago, um, you did one thing differently. So right from the start, you started with what, why you are doing uh, what you do. Could you, could you tell us a little bit more about your approach to corporate development? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a journey now. It's, it's three and a half years. Yeah. So three and a half years since we, we had our first kind of idea phase. Um, and, um, and basically we had tests before we founded the company with, with my daughter. So the, the basics behind it was that I wanted to help my daughter, uh, to help her with initially issues with social interaction because uh, she was diagnosed with autism. Um, and also with low IQ, and then the idea was that uh, helping her with the social interaction would 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 help her in in life. Uh, and um, as we developed something in our little project, we saw that there is actually more to it. It's uh, it helps with concentration, duration, relaxation capabilities. We also know it also helps with speech and, and other kinds of things. And uh, and and as we had her. In the first test, before we founded the company, we had other children, uh, more kind of friend mm -hmm. children in, in tests, and we saw also the positive impact. Um, then we started before we founded the company, okay, well, why should we do this? And what is actually our, our ultimate vision behind it? And why uh, and what should we do? So we, um, we very much actually uh, had, a, we had a coach. Uh, before we started, it was a an impact uh, angel or impact uh, mm -hmm. consultant. So he very much on the social enterprise part. Um, he introduced us into uh, uh, a concept of of starting with your why, which is from Simon Sinek. I think it's a very popular TED talk you can find on YouTube. And um, and he gave us. Uh, we had a small team at that time, even uh, of five people, and he gave us the the task of, of recording why are you uh, working on my mind? Why are you working on brain here on, 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 on our idea and why are you part of the team? And I think it was a very interesting exercise. So we still got the videos from that time. So I think in watching it now after a couple of years now, it's very interesting. And, uh, and based on, on, on these initial videos, uh, we gathered more information of, of why this is a problem and why uh, we can we can help people and and then we came into the how and then later into what we should do and uh, and I think it was uh, and I also created a mission and vision very quickly so and we broadened this vision actually because we said okay uh, the issue we are solving is not just pure on autism it's actually much wider we're helping uh, we we said okay we're helping people with neurological impairments to to help them to use their full brain capacity and to become uh help basically to become independent in life um so that was our first kind of vision we we formulated now we are more doing it also we including also now the what and how uh we also say okay that we're using affordable state-of-the-art technology to help people uh getting their full brain capacity and uh that's where we started basically so having having lots of actually workshops asking why we should do it and where the problem is and how can we solve the problem um and uh and how can we generate the impact uh that we want to achieve to to get more children into a self-sufficient life later mm -hmm. because 
that's that's basically where we where we started. So <clears throat> let's let's decompose it a little bit. So uh, let's go back to the beginning of uh, my mind. And uh, you said that you had a personal reason to yes. to start that. Uh, can you explain it a little bit more? What 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 drove you to? I mean, I think m many parents uh, have children, and uh, also I think uh, children have uh, um, several times uh, certain conditions and uh, health issues. Um, but you did something that other parents didn't do. So you started a company basically for that. Yeah. And what I'm interested in, what, what, why did you do that? What, what, what was the purpose? Did you say, okay, uh, I'm not looking on the market, what's there already. I, I developed something myself. It was partly an accident, to be honest. Um, it's, we tried a lot, actually. So we, we always... Because when you have a child, we, we know now our child is actually not that severe that many other children are. Uh, so our child is kind of, because autism is kind of a spectrum. You have light cases, so it's called of asperger, and then you have really severe cases who cannot speak. Uh, our daughter is able to speak. Um, she, she goes on regular school and has an integration class, but of course she's got issues. Um, and we tried... Lots of things. It was a, and, and then many parents are trying lots of things. We're not the only one. There, there is a kind of, you get for the diet, you have this kind of gluten free and casein free diet, all these kind of things. For some, it works. For some, it doesn't. It looks like all the parents are organized and, and, and they're trying the things. Um, and, um, and one of our therapists then said, okay, um, have you tried neurofeedback? Because we heard that this might be something that works or there are some indication that it could help at least. How does it uh, work? Um, yeah, well, it, it works like, um, well, you basically you, you use EEG signals. So the brain is creating um, electricity and uh, depending on what you do and what you think, and uh, uh, it, it, it creates electricity in different areas of your brain that you can measure with an EEG. And um, this EEG signal is just an electric electric signal, and this electric signal gets transferred into uh, a computer interface, which is at our, in our case a, a mobile game, um, and uh, it's basically translated into a movement of a figure in the game, mm -hmm. and this is what we call brain hero. So you can see it behind this this blue thing, or this this is just behind me, is is uh, our current consumer based EG that mm -hmm. is the basis where we do our clinical study with. Um, <clears throat> and, um, and, and by doing, and, you, and, and what we found in, in our clinic, in clinical studies that we looked into is that uh, certain frequencies, certain areas, if you train that, it will help, for example, with social interaction, it would help with concentration levels. Um, it helps you to calm down. It also helps uh, you to solve Uh, certain connectivity issues that you have within the brain. So maybe some parts of the brain who should work together are not working together. So you can train it up to four uh, electrodes on your head at the same time. So that's that's basically what it is. And basically the feedback comes, so that's why it's called, mm -hmm. so you have neuron feedback. Is uh, Your feedback comes visual usually. You can also have audio, but in our case it's visual. You, have, you can see that you, the, the, the game you're playing with your, just with your brain waves, you have a, a game figure that goes up or down, um, and, and then you can steer the game and control it with your brain. So that's how it works. Mm -hmm. This is the situation we have right now. And when, <laughs> I, go, when I go back three to four years, uh, you also were looking into neurofeedback devices on the market. But yes. uh, I assume you were not very happy what you what you found on the market because you changed something. What what, yes. what, what got yes. you going? We we looked into uh, there are neurofeedback clinics. So you go into really like a it's like usually private practices mm -hmm. um, or really clinics. I call it clinics. And you have a uh, kind of old, they look kind of ugly EGs because the technology is not, is not that new anyway. Um, and then the thing is what, 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 what frightened me for my daughter was usually you have, a, you have like a full cap or you have, uh, 
electrodes that you have to put in with with that kind of gale. So it's a it's a it's a gel that connects or makes the connectivity. So uh, what I saw, it it takes usually about ten, sometimes fifteen minutes before your brain connects to the EEG, and that time is too much for a child uh, with a severe neurological condition. It just takes so much time. For my yeah. daughter, it would be too stressful. And if you think that doing that game, you have to train that you relax. or you're, So basically, you need to train how to calm down. And you have to train how to concentrate in certain areas. And then and then you have this, this pre-phase that is, is causing enormous stress. Um, and I thought this is not the right thing. And, and I know that we're doing now full head AEGs at our office as well. We know it's it's and we we the only thing at the moment we cannot only be the first using also existing technology at the moment because we're still developing our mobile EEG, um, but we see it's it's really hard also for the therapist to get uh, a child with a severe neurological issue to do a full head EEG. It's not just that easy, and that's and then having a game and to train relaxation and concentration is 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 not efficient enough and then if you think you have to do it at least twice a week mm-hmm. um you have the logistics as well so it's 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 just not a great setting if you have a child with this severe neurological issue so and and this child is actually usually you is seeking for a regular and uh, a predictable daily routine and if you go there twice a week uh, you pay about 80, 100 euros per session. Usually it's not really reimbursed by, by the, the, the insurance company. It's, it's not really doable. And, and that's why I thought, okay, this would not work for my daughter. And so how, we, how, we how, started. How long is the session in the, in the clinic? <clears throat> is, uh, is that usually, yeah, it's 45 minutes usually, 45, sometimes yeah. 60 minutes. So this is also quite long. So, uh, so you have 15 minutes of setup time, and then you have half an hour of of actual feedback. It really depends what they're doing. Uh, and, and if and, they uh, use gel, you need some cleaning procedure afterwards, I guess. Also, for not much. You you usually get basically out, and you have to go and wash your hair because the yeah the, the this this gel is, uh, is 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 terrible. It's actually really bad. We know I when mean, we yeah. I would say it's not very child and parent friendly. The environment, I mean, no. it, it, good intentions, uh, and I completely understand now that you say, okay, I want to do something, uh, but I think uh, let's say the average Austrian might complain, and you went in another direction. You said I developed something new. How how did you get started? I mean. Uh, developing something like it, it, it when you were talking about a variable or variable EEG, I was thinking about the Apple Watch. Basically, what you had in mind is developing a device for your child that you can use on the go. Basically, so uh, yeah. how, how, did, how did you get how did you get that started? How did you get how did you get the first step nails down? It was easier than expected to be honest, um, because we found an open source EG. Um, and, um, and, uh, basically you, you, you download uh, and you can buy it. It's open BCI. I think it's a great company. It's really fantastic. If you want to do brain research, go there and experience, if you want to do it yourself, it's, it's not really expensive. If for a few hundred euros, you get a, a decent, uh, EG that you can use. And, uh, and, and, and basically, they're using it for lots of research stuff, but also uh, it gives you really a quick access to, to, to evaluate things. And that's what mm-hmm. we did. And it was very ugly. So when you see behind there is this, 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 uh, this is what we started, which we didn't work. So this is yeah. actually like, this is really printed as a 3D print that you can get from OpenBCI. This, this helmet is basically that can, Someone with, who's neurotypical can wear, but a child with autism is usually has issues to wear anything on your hat, and and that makes it very difficult. So this thing is not possible, and that's that was the first issue we actually had. We couldn't get 
this right. Um, and uh, so in the end, it, it looked very ugly and very duct tape-ish, uh, but we had just the tape and started with it. And that's basically what, what the EG in, it's inside. This is, the, this is the first version. That's the very first version. Yeah, this yeah. is two and a half years, three years, three years ago. So this is very, very first. And you did, and it, you did it outside outside of a company shell, so you did it privately. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I did it in my other company, so I have a consultancy, or well, more or less myself. So I'm, I'm I was I'm I was self-employed or self-employed since since 2004. Um, so I had it within that company. I, I had a project, and I had um, actually then my staff who was working on the project. They probably had. I had two biomedical engineers and uh, then in the end an uh, um, uh, industry designer and uh, um, to redesign that helmet actually. But and, the, uh, the point, sorry to interrupt you, but the point also back then was that you wanted to help your daughter. So it yes, was the focus yeah. of to solely develop <clears throat> something that uh, helps your daughter. Yeah, yeah, it was very, it was really cheaply made. We did use this open BCI. We had a, a very cheap and simple Android app And uh, and then we, we we tested it for a couple of months and and to be honest I didn't really expect much uh, it was just okay. little play around and so we started uh, I think I invested about I don't know eight nine thousand euros something like that and then we uh, um, we had uh, had a go um, and um, after about three four months we saw changes mm -hmm. and um, and unexpected changes to be honest because. Mm -hmm. We said, okay, what we expect is we will have an increased social interaction, which we saw. So uh, she was starting to actually interact more and, and play with, with uh, our son as well. It's very difficult to measure this, actually. But it was really obvious that there were some changes. Um, then, in the, then we saw that she, she suddenly looked into your eye very long and, and actually too long sometimes, you think, because uh, children with autism usually have issues with eye contact and suddenly you have uh, your daughter looking into your eye, which was the first thing that you can really recognize. Was, ooh, ooh, that, that, that's new. Um, and, and, and also with uh, kind of meltdowns, we saw um, that we could give her hints, like, okay, when we, because we always saw that she was on the way to lose control. And uh, uh, I once told her, okay, think about the brain here moving down. And then she realized, oh, this is how it works. Uh, and basically, she gets angry, of course, but she could avoid meltdowns, which was also actually quite good, uh, because this is really this is really what 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 is an issue usually when you are outside in the public in a supermarket and you have a child that really goes. And if you have a meltdown in a supermarket, um, you don't want to go to a supermarket again, never. It's really like, it's really, and everyone is looking to you. And so, so basically, what kind of child do you have and this kind of thing? So I yeah. think every parent. Giving, giving you great advice. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and then later, the, yeah. the school actually reported that she was uh, improving in the concentration duration. And mm -hmm. they had, I think they had a presentation from, uh, I think, from the, from the Vienna um, uh, Stadtwerke there. And, and, and she was listening actually for two hours. And they were very impressed. And it was also, we were also impressed because she never worked something for two hours. Um, and uh, so this gave us really hints that this is working. And then we started with more children. Uh, we had more severe cases then. We also have now much more severe cases. Mm -hmm. We have also uh, children who are affected with uh, tumors uh, or um, really with uh, very severe, uh, low IQ, uh, no speech, uh, so these kind of things. And, and we see uh, changes over time. It takes a while, uh, but we see changes uh, and, and we're working on, on, on getting, um, if you have now the device at home, so you can train more. So we're trying what is the ideal duration to reach a target because you shouldn't play too much. For example, if you're If you're affected by epilepsy, then you shouldn't do that too much. Uh, so maybe, maybe you should train it more down. So these are the kind of things that we're trying to, to understand. Uh, what is the right dosage of, of training? Also, we're trying to experiment also instead of the game using uh, video feedbacks, or maybe you just watch your series and try to keep your concentration level. 
Um, so that's something that many clinics are doing at the moment. Uh, and I think that's, uh, that's something that could be much easier integrated in a daily routine. So if the child is watching something anywhere in the evening, then they'll watch it with having an, uh, a light EG on, on the head. And, and, and our ultimate goal would be to, to have our medical device then uh, within uh, a device that looks more like a baseball cap. Rather than EEG, that would be yeah. great. But uh, yeah. back then, uh, when you started, <clears throat> so you had uh, the problem identified, you found a solution, you started working on that, and yeah. uh, you were pretty impressed by the results uh, yes. your device generated. And I believe afterwards, uh, word of mouth spread, and other parents approached you probably. Uh, not yeah. Well, we had to keep it low because we knew that uh, um, we had we had to think about how we can make a medical device out of this. So we had very early advice from the Vienna Business Agency and uh, had a workshop with them. Um, and I think it was uh, a very great advice. So basically they gave us two directions. So one could be uh, having making a consumer device for everyone. Mm -hmm. That would be one option, but that's something we didn't really want. Mm -hmm. um, And the other thing would be to, to generate, uh, in the end, a medical device. But for a medical device, you have very different prerequisites. And actually, you're looking into a medical therapy system. So we have components. So the EG would be one component. The software would be one component. And together, it would be a therapy system. And everything needs to be either medical certified already or We have to develop it on our own. And we, we, we knew at that point that we have to make a decision at some point. Uh, so we started redeveloping the, uh, the software from scratch with all the documentation behind it. Mm. Um, and then in the end, we started to develop our own EEG, um, which was technology on a similar basis that the open uh, source EEG has. Um, but um, with, with a couple of improvements that we thought are important. And, um, and basically, we, we started to create our own firmware and everything. So that's... So this, I think this was the turning point to decide uh, to take it out of your uh, other company's shell yes. from the project yeah. state yeah. and go down the medical device route. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, medical devices, uh, For one reason, because uh, when it really proves that under clinical condition it works, um, you can really leverage and help people a lot better than going down the consumer route because you end up the, somewhere yes. in on PlayStation level. It's fun, um, but probably doesn't reach really the kids who need who need help. So it's a smart decision. I think it's also we looked into that because. Consumer devices like as Muse, there's, there are lots of great devices out there who are basically just for more or less relaxation purposes in general and, and sometimes also claim concentration. But to be honest, more or less they are, they are, they can only claim that you are able to relax more because the, the points that they usually have are in this area. You can measure, of course, some concentration levels, but usually You have lots of uh, the art uh, artifacts of your. So if you blink your eye, mm -hmm. you would see this in your EEG. Um, and 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 as you're not evaluating your brain before you do the therapy, they do it in a low dosage. So it's not something that you can really see as a medical product. And they're cheap, of course. You can buy it for some. You can buy for 150 euros. Mm -hmm. Some for free, 400. And then you're there and then you can have your relaxation training and we are not able to compete with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we applied for Vienna Business Agency uh, funding to, as a first step, uh, create uh, a consumer EG, uh, our own EG that we could use on also the game, that we could use then for a medical study and then taking it further, uh, develop it further to become a medical product. And that's, That's, that's where we are now. So basically, we are now en route to finalize our medical EEG by the end of the year, mm -hmm. which is uh, going to be, uh, actually, it's going to be two devices now. It's one four-channel device, which is mobile uh, and can be used at home for therapy. And it's a 
before, well, it's the end is a 19 channel AEG, so it's a full head AEG um, that, uh, that basically therapists or any doctor could use uh, to conduct uh, AEGs, but at a price point that is about 10% of the price of any other medical device that mm -hmm. you can find. How did you do with the funding? You said you founded the company <clears throat> and decided to bring the prototype into the corporate shell. Um, and I believe, I mean, you said three years ago, um, must be three years ago or two and a half years ago. It was, we founded the company in December, 2018. So that yeah. was the time when, uh, when we got positive, uh, results from the uh, funding of the Vienna business agency. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, we had our own, uh, we gave basically, I, I sold shares of another company just. I think one and a half years before that time. Um, so we invested uh, private equity in, in the company. And also we, we could almost double, double it uh, with the Vienna Business Agency funding. So that's, that was the starting point. And then we started to, to develop. Uh, so building the team, funding the company, we had one room, but in the first district, we had one room uh, as a, as a headquarters uh, in as It's part of a tech consulting company. Mm -hmm. um, we, we increased the team size, um, got um, two, three uh, biomedical engineers then. Uh, we also had into uh, web design, social media, these kind of things. And we, we started with uh, a new hardware developer at that time, um, which turned out not great. So we actually, we had to exchange that which was in the end luck because uh, we found it very, very two very talented hardware developers mm -hmm. now Great. who uh, who created now the basis and the foundation uh, of the EG that we have today, because uh, it's, 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 it's a very different league that we are playing now with our medical devices. Um, gave us more focus on hardware, which we didn't want to do in the mm -hmm. beginning. Um, but, um, yeah, so, uh, so this is, um, so this is, uh, yeah, this is how we, we build it then in the end. And then we luckily actually got, uh, another funding round from AWS, mm -hmm. um, and we, we won the seed financing. Congratulations. Um, that was in, this was a, a bit more than a year ago. Um, so once, once we got the seed financing, we could actually then move to a, a, a real office where we are now. So we are now, now in the ninth district, uh, where we have enough space to conduct, uh, EGs with children, uh, come up with the clinical study, uh, creating the, uh, the EG as a medical product, creating the software as a medical product. Um, and that's, uh, that's what we started in the beginning of the year. We had a, Another financing round in the in the middle of the Corona first Corona lockdown. Okay. Um, and, How much money uh, did you raise? We raised at the time 350k, um, and uh, we are now in the process of raising another 700k. Okay. Um, and uh, that we hope to close by the end of the year. It looks actually quite good now. Um, and uh, actually, we got additional funding now. So we have, uh, we secured another FFG, uh, research mm -hmm. project. Um, we are about to have uh, actually two FFG research project. I'm sorry. Uh, so we are now stretching out of autism. So we're going into anxiety. We're going into, uh, epileptic seizures, um, okay. ADHD, um, low IQ. Uh, we are also involved in, uh, um, in, in diagnostics. So we are now uh, evaluating if we can do uh, use, use our technology for early diagnostics of dementia. Mm -hmm. um, so we're doing this again, along with the Austrian Institute of Technology. But I guess not in children anymore. So. <laughs> no, no, that would be very early. That would be very early. <laughs> but we perfect uh, but, diagnostic. <laughs> but, the, but the good thing is that basically the, the, the stuff or the devices that we're mm -hmm. building now give us a foundation to, to do actually much more. Okay. And as we have, we have the cost advantage. So basically you have an EEG then in the end, in every, I don't know if you have a, 
an elderly home, then you will have an ENG there that where you can do these tests, or maybe you have brain training te- uh, in, in an elderly home. Mm. Why not? So you can do also things like this. Uh, we are now much more in contact with uh, international universities who are using EEG signals to diagnose uh, mm-hmm. neurological issues. So um, we're trying to, to, to spread our, uh, our area that we are able to, to also diagnose uh, in the end uh, certain areas. So autism can be diagnosed using EEG signals, for example. Um, we're using it for now. We're trying to use it for um, checking our efficiency of the training. Mm-hmm. But in the end, uh, it could be, uh, we, we hope that we can use it for diagnostics. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. So basically, you build out of uh, your personal necessity, um, I would say, variable EEG device. Yes, yes, And, and yeah. It opens a whole world. I mean, it's like what Apple did with the watch. With uh, it's not EEG, of course. Yeah. But, uh, are you able to build it in? I would say in an everyday device, as you said, in a baseball cap, so that it looks Ye- quite normal. Yes and no. So at the moment we are. Um, it's it's still not that small um, because we're, with medical devices, you 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 have to fulfill all these tons of legal requirements. So it needs mm. to be waterproof. You need to mm. ensure if it's connected to uh, 220 volts that it's not harming anyone. So there are certain spaces that you actually need for a medical device. And and so at the moment, it looks like it's going to be this size. I think I've got it. So it's it's roughly, roughly it's going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the device itself. So if you look at it in here, it, it will be it will be somewhere on this head, mm-hmm. and there will be basically this would be underneath the baseball cap that we can clip on top of it. Uh, but it could also be so without it, without it. So and uh, and do you really get the same quality like uh, a standard EEG in the hospital, so that you get the same quality of readout? Uh, yes and no. Um, it depends on you have certain you have different technology types of EEG. If you go for the very expensive EEG, you have usually active electrodes. This means that the electrode has its own power supply. And once the the signal comes from the electrode to the EEG, it's a very clear and good signal. But most EEGs are not using this. So they're using electrodes who are just Mm. measuring uh, measuring it. And you have a cable and through that cable, you have lots of and basically, you, you get all the signal from, you have this 50 hertz from the power supply and that you can even get, I don't know, 200 meters away from any power supply. Um, so that's something you will always see in the technology we are using. And that's something that needs to be filtered. And um, I think that's, that's basically the disadvantages we have. However, for our purpose and for what we want to do, it's perfectly all right and in terms of uh, frequency, uh, hertz, uh, so like the speed, um, the frequency we're covering, we are we are quite good in in we can compete even with the 20k uh, uh, medical devices EEGs um, with with very very little exception. So we cannot go beyond one hertz. Uh, are you? That's, are you? That's are you on the, everything. Is your product on the market already, or is it? No, still- no, no. It's it's still a long process, so we have yeah. to develop develop the uh, the EEG first. So that's what we're doing by the end of the year. Uh, it has to pass certain tests. So uh, we have the tooth as the notifying body. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to go through uh, a lot of lab testing. So we're doing lots of testing already now, but uh, it, it has to really undergo uh, a, a month's 
it is really one month in a in a lab to do all the tests that are required that they can say it's a medical device or a medical eg there are very certain uh specific tests and norms for medical egs and when we've got this um then you can apply to be a medical device and this takes you we don't know really yet because the tiff tiff is always saying okay it could take two months. It could be. This could be six months. We are expecting six months, so we expect mm -hmm. that by the end of the of the summer, less next year, so maybe early September, mid September, we should have a medical certification if uh, everything goes to plan as we we plan it at the moment. But of course, there's still there's still risks. And this could be the point in time when your device can be produced at scale and uh, yes. sold already to children yeah. that yeah. need your device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're thinking of 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 having a, a non-medical uh, product in between, but we haven't. Uh, we have to work with Argus and also with our lawyers and how we are able to to market this. Um, That's something we are thinking of. We also, um, with the clinical study we're doing now, we are, we are learning to build the product and improve the product. Um, but um, yeah, we, we, that, that's something we, we are working on. So because I think the, the, it's very important to, uh, to work and, and, and improve the product together with the parents and the children. We're also conducting tests with adults already. So we also are working with, with, with uh, adults to, You're working very close, for example, with Specialist Dana. They are doing, uh, they are, this is a, um, a company who's, uh, um, it's, an, it's, an, it's an HR company. So they provide uh, uh, adults uh, who are diagnosed with autism for, for example, software test management or these kind of things. And our team is also, we have, we have people from Specialist Dana working for us. So it's also helping us to, to get feedback to the product and improve it so that that our target group is uh, is using it and loving it and hopefully making this as a part of an everyday exercise. Mm. So it's uh, good news that you are basically six months away that uh, the marketable version one really hits, hits the market from the regulation point of view. Um, But as I know you, I think it's not the end of the development uh, of your company. No. <clears throat> so you don't no. you don't plan to retire in six months, sell the company and move forward? No, no, no. <laughs> well, it's, it, there's, there's, there's still a lot to do. I think we, yeah. what we start is we, we're starting with, uh, so the first product is aiming for children with autism. So that's the first mm -hmm. thing, but it will be followed very quickly, probably with uh, ADHD. Uh, but we are very early in our mm -hmm. test, so... Um, because if the thing is with, with neurofeedback uh, in the medical world, it's um, especially with ADHD, it's not 100% proven. And we want to make our own test and, and want to make our own measures that this is really working because mm -hmm. otherwise we are, not, we are not bringing it to the public. We see that it works for anxiety. We see that it works for ADHD. We see improvements uh, in, in low IQ. Uh, with uh, um, sorry, with ADHD, we are we we have to run our tests, and so we see it with anxiety, low IQ, and 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 autism. That's where we see the improvements. Um, but but still, there are there is a lot of potential. We see as you're doing this 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 training much more regular than you would do it in a clinic. Uh, you have you have you can generate more impact, and and I think it also can it can be a combination. So if you have a clinic. Uh, where you do it maybe once a week and then you give the device home, which is a medical product, in addition to what you do in the clinic. So that's something we, we are also considering. And I think that could be, we have, we have contacts to already some of the neurofeedback clinics and they are, they are very interested and say, okay, this could be very good for us because then, then you, because then they are not allowed to use non-medical products as part of the therapy. Some do, but legally they are not allowed to do so um and 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 this is what where, where our device would would make a difference because then you suddenly you have a very cheap uh, affordable medical device with a training software that you can where you can extend your training at home and especially in this in these times where uh where, where therapy should be at home 
and maybe where you have more mental health issues, I think anxiety is, is growing. Uh, then you have a yeah, device is, yeah, there you have a device at home that, that helps you deal with this. And uh, yeah. The most recent studies I saw, especially in the COVID era that we have right now, is that a lot of scientists uh, really have proven that anxiety, depression, uh, all these psychological disorders are increasing. So especially yes. during lockdowns. And having a device at home that uh, when when a person has an episode can help, I think is of tremendous value, especially when I think back three to four years when we first met, um, I always pointed out that I think it's hard to finance such a project because the environment in 2017, 18, 16 was completely different from the from the funding side. Digital health was new. Uh, digital therapeutics was also a new approach using medical devices to treat uh, neurological diseases was a new approach. And I think in 2020, a lot changed in between. Do you yeah. see it the same? Yes, absolutely. A funny thing is I was, I get approaches now to companies who are in the state that we had in late 2017, so three years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and they are now, okay, they said, oh, we developed an EEG and it's great. And it's that technology and it's cheap and everything. And, 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 and when I asked them, okay, where do you are with, with medical regulations? And they have no clue. And, uh, and I think if you would start this now, it's too late. It's, yeah. uh, I think there are enough companies at the moment working on this. We are not the only one. Um, and, uh. We are, we are at the moment one of the very few, I think one of the two, as I know, at least, we're working on autism uh, and also more a more the gener generic approach. And I think what also difference is we, we're starting with, with the EU. So having the EU regulations, most of the, of the other companies start starting in, in the States with the FDA regulation, yeah. which is for neurofeedback much simpler, actually but you cannot make much claims. That's, that's the thing. So that's why we said, okay, we are not going to a wells. We, we're using, we're starting with the hardest market with the EU. We have to fulfill all the regulations, but then we can make all these claims and we can have our scientific evidence much clearer than we could do in the States or in ever, any other country. And that's why we decided to do it exactly here. Now I think it's a smart move because you create a nice moat around uh, your company so that protects your assets and yeah. probably helps you raise money. Let's talk a little bit about the future and uh, let's assume that uh, you're living in a perfect world and money is not an issue. Uh, how would you develop your company in the next five years? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host Matt Heslin brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Well, if money is not an issue, uh, it's it's definitely we we already have some some um, some things and in. in, in in the, in the states i think the u.s market is going to be very interesting and and uh, i'm willing now also with the new president to go there um um hopefully and uh, no um no, let's keep no, politics if, out it would yeah. be it would be four hours discussion I think. Yeah. <laughs> um no i think uh, i think if if money would be would not be an issue um i think I think there's so much to learn still with with the brain, and and mm -hmm. and, and, and um, uh, I had lots of talks with neuro neuroscientists or also people who are dealing with EEGs, and, and they were sometimes surprised what you can use your EEG for. So, for example, the the diagnostics is still very early stage, or building uh, larger EEG databases is still early stage. So, um, and uh, 
I think building uh, very clean and good quality uh, databases of, mm. uh, of of people who are good have a proper diagnosis and see what the EEG signals would look like and compare it to uh, unhealth basically people who have some issues. I think that's that's still um, there's still lots to do and the the databases are usually not that large because we have to use these this more expensive EEGs and, and the infrastructure is not really great. The software of most of the uh, the, 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 the medical EEGs is, is, is not great. Um, so, because it was developed 20 years ago and that's basically where there are technology wise in most cases. There are some examples, for example, GTEC in Austria, they are making really great products, um, but they're expensive, of course. Yeah, so you, you get I think one of the cheapest EEGs, I think from 1,000 euros onwards, you can get a four-channel EEG. But I think I don't think even it's medical. It's a medical device. It's just, a, again, for research. And that's something I really don't understand. But okay, their core business is just to develop EEGs. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, so I would do much more research in, in this field because I think there is a lot of potential. Uh, there's lots of potential to understand uh, um, how the brain works. It's still a very uh, undiscovered area when you think of also Elon Musk is working on on this Neuralink, um, which has a different uh, idea behind it. But I think it's 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 a good thing to to think about um, really starting this to to make this more integrated because it could be a very interesting interface if you have. If you have handicaps, if you have lost a leg or whatever, that you can steer it using your brain, why not? Um, so there's 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 a it's a huge research field. And it's very interesting, and I think if I'm coming from the computer science field, uh, for me the brain is is a, it's just a very complex computer, and I think there's still a lot of learn to learn on how it works and how uh, people react uh, in certain situations and why they would react. And the funny thing is, if we do uh, our full head EEGs and look into the data and compare it to, uh, to EEG databases, then, then you can see why they react this way because the brain signature shows you mm -hmm. that there that's is something wrong. And uh, I think that's very interesting, yeah. But the thing is, a friend of mine has developed, has a... Um... Uh, medical device company in class <coughs> and he's um, measuring blood pressure and in one of the conversations I had with him the, the interesting thing was he pointed out is that the problem with current medical devices is that uh, all the testings happen under clinical settings so the signals he gets are different in the clinics than compared to what uh, a doctor would get if a person could measure the blood pressure 24-7, which is not possible right now. That's true. Uh, yeah. I think it's also the same with uh, with EEG, probably, yeah. that when someone goes into a clinic, it's a very unique and special setting. And uh, thinking about what you said earlier, that uh, there's so much to learn about brain, I think this applies to the entire medicine. Um, when it comes to diagnostics, uh, I think we don't we, we know nothing at all how diseases develop. Mm. And looking at the potential of modern technology, of uh, especially digital health products, modern diagnostics like the Apple Watch or your device, um, in a speech uh, I had with another investor, I think it was in 2018, uh, or nine, 2018, we were talking about... Uh, how clinical studies change. And he mentioned um, that uh, not long ago, five, six years ago, uh, scientists were happy to get a few hundred data points. And mm -hmm. he, brought, he brought forth the example of Fitbit uh, sleep study. So where he said they got 60 million data points to analyze, to learn more about sleep. And when I think about your device, if you could continue working with uh, your company, uh, make maybe the device a little bit smaller, better working, but it's fine tuning. And I just can imagine uh, that I could wear a cap uh, a month and get an accurate readout of 
the way my brain works and if there are any disorders in it, I think this would change probably tremendously. We are far away from that because you, if every movement you do, uh, you would have yeah. created new electric field signals. So it's not that easy. We have a, we have a gyroscope also in, in our EEG to, to, to measure, okay, how much movements do you have? Um, and, and during the game, uh, we're giving you also the feedback in, in that you should, should more or less stay still. We're trying to measure also if you are, having any kind of uh, facial muscle muscles uh, activated. So even mm -hmm. if you talk, you will see it in the EEG. So I think it, the algorithms are, this is very difficult to filter. And, um, and I think it's probably even impossible. But yes, um, if you think of, um, uh, we, are, we are working on one project with uh, fine-tuning medication for epileptic patients. Mm -hmm. um, for that, this is something very interesting because then you maybe you can do and conduct a 10-minute EEG in the morning and a 10-minute EEG in the evening at home, full size, full cap. Uh, you have all the, uh, the sensors that give you feedback that you're doing it right. Um, and, uh, and then the neuro neuro neurologist at, uh, at, at, in the clinic can see if the medication that, uh, that he prescribed uh, is helping you with epileptic uh, with the epileptic seizures, do you see any spikes in the EEG or not? Uh, our thing that we are thinking of if, if building it uh, into our product. So once you do brain, tra brain training to see if you have any epileptic spikes that would indicate that an epileptic seizure is imminent. Uh, so these are something that you can think of, but that's, that's, that's something we already are involved to some extent. And um, that's part of our future, yes. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Uh, that's good. Good to hear. Um, when I think about entrepreneurship, and you mentioned Elon Musk, which is uh, probably also a great entrepreneur like you are, um i mean he started he started paypal i think uh, uh, uh some time ago then he started tesla spacex and uh with the four fifth company started uh it, it becomes quite easy and especially when you have built a name but i think that the key to success is in the beginning so when someone starts the first company when someone starts the first project and I know that um, there are many scientists. I had a talk a couple of weeks ago with a scientist from Oxford who also thinks about joining the, the early stage life science industry. Uh, there's always the question, how should I do it? So what should I be aware of? And my question to you is, what are the three key learnings that you would give uh, such a young scientist uh, to take care of before starting a company? Um, Elon Musk said, and I think I, I like it, don't do it. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, now the thing is with a scientist, I, I think my advantage is um, I come from the business. I come from the, I understand very well um, business. I have, a, have an MBA. Um, I, I, I did, work uh, for larger companies in business mm -hmm. for IBM and also internationally. I think that's, that helped me a lot. Um, and uh, also when, when doing all the calculation financials, business cases and all this kind of thing, I, I did really, I studied that. I, I did that at IBM in a similar way. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something scientists don't have um, usually. Um, and these are the key things that you have to know. So if you are a scientist, um, you have a big, disadvantage you know that maybe the science that you are trying to build is is great and is working 
but you have no idea about the business. And, and, and I think you need to get someone on board with the business perspectives because otherwise it would not work. So that's, that's one key thing I, I think you need to do as a, as a scientist. Um, the, the other thing is, um, is, is, uh, which is, I think it's very difficult to, um, uh, uh, to, 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 to make a recommendation in general, but I think EU and especially if you're in the Western world, regulations are, and especially if you go for medical devices is, is, is huge. It's really, really big. And I had to say, um, now being in the process of, of defining all the processes for this ESO norms and we have so many ESA norms to con con conclude. So we have the quality management system and everything. If I would know, if I would have known this in the beginning, I'm not sure if I would have taken that route, to be honest. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a lot yeah. of work. Um, it's, um, it's, it's really complex and difficult. Um, however, on the other hand, as we are on that route now, and we are, it looks very good. We had a stage one audit, and we are working from the stage two audit, and and we're going to have the MDR audit in, in April if everything looks uh, looks good now. And um, uh, I think once we've got it, it's a huge uh, hurdle for other companies to get into that market because uh, even for larger companies, it's not that easy. Um, and um, and I think, but 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 what I would make different is to have a much better understanding on the regulations mm. um, before starting it. Um, and uh, but we, we had also a bit of a disadvantage because there was this change on the MDR, um, so there were even some uncertainties, and even the the consultants were not really sure what this actually means. Um, and uh, or maybe we had just the wrong consultants. I don't know. Um, but, but that was also maybe a disadvantage, but, but now we know, uh, and now we are in the making progress, but giving back to the scientists, I think that's another thing I would, I would, I would, I would have someone just dealing with that. Just, okay. What are the legal regulations of your business? So one having one business person and having one dealing with all the legal framework and regulations and processes that needs to be taken into account. And best is before founding a company, because then you have a better understanding on what needs to be done. That's that's good point. So basically, it's uh, be aware that you don't have all the skills necessary and bring yeah. the right people in early on, and don't do it on your own. So yeah, some yeah. But the thing is, actually, I did it more or less on my own <laughs> yeah. uh, because my my uh, my my lessons learned from a previous uh, startup was um, if you have the wrong partners, uh, you can have a great idea, but it never goes great. So uh, and 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 I think we had uh, it was a parking sensor. Um, mm -hmm. It was a I think it was a great idea, but with the wrong team you are not getting anywhere that's yeah. the other that's the downside of it so yeah yes, i agree sometimes it makes sense to walk slow to be uh, to become faster and what what i see very often is that people are quick in founding a company so a legal shell mm. uh, where i say why do why do you need a company i mean you can still work on the prototype without spending time and money on on legal work and figure out if the prototype works, how the regulations look like. And as long as you don't need an investor or, or pub, a tremendous amount of public funds in a company shell, use your time to move your yeah. project forward. Uh, and, and, and be in stealth modus. So I think, I think uh, we went stealth quite, quite long. I think we are still not very in much in public. Yeah. So it's the first time I'm doing a podcast, so really. So. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and I think that's also, I think it's important because you get distracted here. You talk with so many people and why? You focus, you should focus on, on your purpose. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Uh, you mentioned Elon Musk. And let's assume uh, for the last question, because I know that uh, we agreed on, on five o'clock and I know that running a business needs time so i try do my best to be on time <laughs> um 
let's assume Elon Musk uh, develops a DeLorean Tesla. DeLorean was the car of uh, Back to the yeah. Future. And he allows us to travel 10 years into the future and meet your future self. Uh, and we have the chance to ask uh, your future self from 2030, what was the most important activity in 2020 that made Brain Hero and you as a CEO successful? What would he say? I assume, but that's, that's my current uh, idea is it would be definitely this medical, uh, going through this medical route. Um, mm. And uh, I, we copied it more from more or less from my sugar because my sugar also started with going to the medical route. Funny enough, we actually have the same uh, notifying body and the same auditor. Um, I think that's 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 key. I think you have to be serious. Don't don't go and have any consumer. Go for serious science. Go for um, especially if you're in a field where there's some scientists say this is bollocks what you're doing. Go and and have your science uh, right and and make it clear. Make a good clinical study. Go and 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 and, and prove that this is working, and that's what we're doing. Christoph, thank you very much for your time. And I hope you get your funding round closed. So if anybody in our audience is interested in investing in a social impact company who can change the world and create a better world for our kids, feel free to reach out to Christoph. And I'm looking forward to see you next time in real life. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay. Bye, bye Bye. Thanks for listening. Please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.